Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Shuttlepod podcast. Today, the Shuttlepod has been taken over by the Sci-Fi Sisters. The Sci-Fi Sisters have a website and a podcast on the Trek Geeks Network, but today you can hear them right here on the Shuttlepod podcast while they talk about Black representation in Star Trek cinema. Have a listen and enjoy. Welcome to the Sci-Fi Sisters Podcast, where we give you our point of view. Today, we're doing the Sci-Fi Sisters TrekMovie.com takeover. Say what? 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 (laughs) I'm Sci-Fi Sister Tamia, and I am joined by my sister Sabrina Wood. Whoop, whoop. Fran T. What's up? And J.D. Keeling, Keeling, Keeling. Hi. <laughs> we are going to discuss the Star Trek Cinematic Universe, Black representation in Star Trek Cinematic Universe. But I think we had all voted that we were going to call it just the Star Trek Cinema. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Sounds yeah. a lot better. A lot less, a lot less pretentious. STC. Yeah. yeah we have a new acronym to remember y'all it's stc and that means star trek cinema so we're going to talk about all the great uh black actors and actresses who have populated our favorite franchise of movies over the year and guiding us through this discussion today is going to be none other than sister sabrina whose alter ego shall we say is the cinnamon cinephile. So if y'all haven't checked out the five by five podcast, you might want to check that out because this sister knows her movies and she is the natural person to guide us through the STC black people edition. Sabrina, take it away, please. Oh my God. I love that. The STC. Yeah. That's what we're talking about today. So this idea came about after our trip to Vegas. It was Fran and Yvette and myself that managed to go to Las Vegas and we got on the Roddenberry stage panel list. How did that happen? I don't know, but John champion was so nice to invite us. Um, we got a, um, a nice spot at 12 on a Sunday and we were on the panel with someone from trekmovie.com, Kayla. And so Hi, we, Kayla. Hey Kayla. Thank you so much. So Fran, was this like a fun time or what on that stage? It was a blast. We naturally had, we had a natural blast. It was just <laughs> wonderful. I loved it. Yeah, so it was uh, trekmovie.com, and it was our other Trek geek people uh, from Deep Space Pride who also joined us, Mike. And we were also with another podcast called Quoting quoting um star trek was quoting roddenberry so uh that was that was all of us that were there so it was a four it was a forehand <laughs> panel but uh kayla came over afterwards and said that she really wanted us to do something with trekmovie.com so here we are doing a takeover and we decided that we would take a look and see if any of these movies could pass the sci-fi sister cultural inclusion test. So let me tell you a little bit of what we decided we were going to do with this test. There's a thing in the world, if you're into movies, there's a thing in the world called the Bechtel-Wallace test. And it's just got that name because these two women made a comic strip about this test. And it was about women in film. And the test is, if there are two women who have a conversation with each other about anything other than a man, it passes the test. And believe it or not, Many movies do not pass this test. So we decided to do our own little riff on the Bechdel-Wallace test, and it's the Sci-Fi Sister Inclusion Checklist Test. So, sisters, are you ready to run down this STC and see if they can make it on the SSIC list? (laughs) (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) 
<laughs> whatever she just said. Yeah, what she said. Uh, mm -hmm. So here's the test, just so you know what we're looking for. But we're going to talk about this movie. We're not going to tell you who's going to pass the test and who hasn't yet. But here's what we've got for our list. There have to be at least two main characters of color. Their dialogue is more than merely supportive of the white characters. Three, they have a skill that contributes to the survival of the group. Four, they don't have a criminal record. Five, has to have a positive relationship with another character. And six, is not a magical stock character. So that is the Sci-Fi Sister Inclusion Checklist test. And we're going to see if the movies of the STC make it. So what do you think hmm. about that test, sisters? I love this test. I think it's a lot of fun. I <laughs> I think it's a lot of fun, too. And I think it's going to be kind of cool trying to see if they can pass this test. I think they might have it in the bag. I, I'm confident that Star Trek is going to be able to do it. What okay. do you think, friend? We'll You're see, because I don't yeah. know. Mm. I was watching some stuff and I was like, hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, all right. according to this test. So let's get into to it. No, we're, I'm confident. I'm feeling I'm feeling like there's going to be <laughs> at least a couple of movies that are going to be able to pass our test. So okay. we've got 13 films, right? We've got 13 films in the STC, starting with Star Trek, the motion picture and ending with, you know, Star Trek Beyond, which just ended. Now, we just heard that Paramount is announcing two new Star Trek films. And one of them has the dreaded J.J. Abrams attached to it. <laughs> but I'm gonna, <laughs> oh, I'm gonna let that no go. judgment, gonna, though. no judgment, no judgment. I love JJ, but you know, can we yeah. just keep the ship in the air? Can we keep the ship in the air? <laughs> can the ship fly? Can the ship fly. just fly just without fly. You just cracking it all up? And I know some people like to see things blow up, but I don't want one of those things to be my enterprise. So going back to the 13 films i noticed that the films are grouped for me in three different areas we have the original the original crew of the enterprise the tos film and we've got six of those and then we have four by the next generation crew and then we have three in the kelvin universe and so why don't we just start off and you just say like which one of your crews did you like the best in these films which is your favorite crew i gotta say oh friend you go first of each group or yeah each? is it the tos group the end the next gen group or the kelvin group who's your favorite my favorite crew actually was uh next gen oh wow. surprising yeah well my favorite my favorite uh movie actually is first contact so okay. i would have to say that's my favorite um you know, because, you know, Alfre Woodard was in it. <laughs> you know? And, right. you know, the Borg and, you know, I just, you know, I, it's my favorite movie. And it had enough action and enough uh, cerebral stuff in it to be Trek. So that's my favorite crew. Okay. Tamia? I actually really enjoy the um, uh, TOS movies more than anything um those are the ones that are like comfort food for me i mean I, I i i didn't see motion picture first time around i was too little when that first came out but i saw star trek 2 uh wrath of khan in the movie theater and it was to this day one of my all-time favorite movies <laughs> so you know <laughs> Uh, you know, I'm kind of and I'm very forgiving uh, with the other Star Trek movies, uh, you know, the one with the whales, et cetera. You know, like I kind of like those, you know, so I Wrath just have of a Khan good time. is your favorite. Um, I think Wrath of Khan is my favorite Trek movie. Yeah. OK, well, I guess I should say the Kelvin crew say the truth woman listen, say the truthfully, truth yeah. chris pine could just make me say that but <laughs> <laughs> i love me some chris pine but um i would say actually going through this is getting ready for this uh this show i did re-watch a lot of the films and i, I gotta say 
my favorite other TOS, the original crew. I mean, what am I going to say? I'm an OG, of course, TOS crew, Captain Kirk, the real Captain Kirk, come on now. And I would say my favorite of that group, and it's really hard. I, um, the, the search for Spock is coming up really hard and fast from third position. And I will have to thank, you know, Nerd Trek for that because they asked us to be guests and to discuss that show. Remember Tamia? Uh-huh. And we, yeah. we had rewatched the movie to be guest on Nerd Trek. Hey guys, if you're listening and we know you are, how you doing? <laughs> you did, you did um, search for Spock and I did, um, undiscovered country with them. oh that's right the that's two, right I the did two of us did undiscovered country which is also a great movie yes. and it, underrated i tell you and thanks to that those two appearances i really had to say i enjoyed the search for spock it's becoming one of my favorite of the, of all 13 uh, but absolutely my absolute favorite and if you've ever seen my my office it's definitely the voyage home there's not a there's not a bad scene. There's not a bad the one moment with the whales. The one with the, the whales. one with the whales. <laughs> I love that one too. I love it. I love. Can I just uh, let people know that the reason that uh, JD is not weighing in right now is because we've had technical difficulties with the Zoom crash involved. So we're hoping that she'll be able to make it back. So everybody, keep your fingers crossed that uh, she'll be able to make it back. Yes, and we'll ask her what's her favorite. Yes, at least she'll say Kelvin. Because <laughs> we're mi- now we're missing our millennial point of view. And yeah. I, and I find, oh my god! And that makes me sad. Yeah, you two flip flopped on me. I was like, wow, that was interesting. <laughs> well, I, I, uh, um, excuse me. First contact of all the movies has always been my favorite. Mm-hmm. It's always yeah. been my. Fa- I mean, first, okay, before it came out, the Wrath of Khan was my favorite. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. But then when First Contact came out, that was my favorite. And I think, you know, um, part of the reason why I, I brought it up here is because of Alfre Woodard. Okay. Like she was in it and her, and the part that she played in it. And see, does she, does she pass the, you know. Let's see see if it, okay, let's see if your movie can pass the test. Yeah. I'm going to apply. Okay, we've got, we've got First Contact, Fran's favorite, Alfre Woodard. Um, Academy Award nominee for Cross Creek and mm-hmm. Emmy winner for a bunch of, I think, Miss Evers Boys. I mean, we just talking some class acting in this one. Mm-hmm. Original uh, player on St. Elsewhere. So many. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. With, with Denzel. Yep. I think okay. I just want to give, I want to give some new Trek movie love. Um, because I do love uh, Zoe Saldana as Uhura. I do love what they do with Uhura. Um, I like them fleshing out her character a lot more and giving her... I mean, I just watched an entire Star Trek movie where Uhura had like three lines. Yeah. You know, and, you know, talk about one pissed off sister, you know? <laughs> you know? like So I like that she gets more time as Uhura. You know, I, and, and that character gets fleshed out. I agree with you on that. And that that's why I do like the Kelvin movies, because the horror gets a lot more. You know, she's got a full relationship with Spock. She, she's flying ships and stuff. She's translating everything. Mm-hmm. And she looks beautiful. I mean, and I, they're showing her like all her full capabilities. Like if you want to see Uhura in action, you, you get like one or two original series moments of her in action with the, doing things that's up to her full capabilities besides just a finger, a couple fingers to her ear. It's like incoming message, Captain, you know, um, you know what I'm saying? I do. Yeah. And I think they use her a bit more in the films. Um, yeah. She does have more to do in the films than she did, I think, in um, but for a few episodes. But yeah, Zoe is definitely working um, a horror in the Kelvin universe, but she's their only She's their only. I'm like, could we get like a couple more? We do have Sulu. I mean, we have people of color, but I'm talking black here today. Okay, We're talking black. <laughs> so I, they need know, to get. Uh, they need to get something else going on over there in the Kelvin universe. I like the Uhura. I like the Uhura character in the in the new in the Kelvin movies. I didn't. I wasn't crazy about the casting though. You don't like Chris Pine? Don't tell me you don't like my Chris Pine. No, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah, I like Chris. You Pine. don't like Zoe? 
Right. I'm not crazy about casting oh. that they did. Oh. Yeah. I wasn't crazy about that. No, she she doesn't bother me. I'm I'm okay with her in that part. Me I'm too. okay with her yeah. there. Okay. Yeah. She's she's okay. she, I she she's holding up the she was holding up the what you I call think the, the baton. She's yeah. carrying the baton well, I thought. She did a good job. I thought she did too, you know, and um you know, I know that like there was uh, discussion about like, oh, Ahura is not so light skinned stuff, you know, but I'm like, it's a different universe. It's a parallel universe. Like yeah, she could be like, I mean, she looks, she looks fine. I'm good with her. I don't know. I, I like her too, but yeah. yeah, to each his own, like, you know, I'm not a big fan of Chris Pines either. So there you go. I know my, my sisters are shocked. I'm like, I can take him or leave him. His head looks weird. <laughs> it's weirdly sized. <laughs> oh my god okay i'm just gonna keep going here so all right so we're gonna okay, apply yeah, he's got a set of eyebrows on him too we're gonna, so yeah he's a good look he's a good enough looking guy i'm just not he doesn't uh, i'm just not like flipping over him or anything i okay. I, I am chris if you're okay. listening and i hope to god you are <laughs> <laughs> Sabrina loves you. Um, all right, so so the Sci-Fi Sister Cultural Inclusion Checklist Test here for um, first contact. Do we have two Wait. name characters of color? Are we gonna we're gonna go we're gonna skip TOS movies? We're gonna go. No, I'm gonna go to... right to first contact. I want to okay. see if this one's gonna make it. Then I'm gonna come back to yours and we're gonna do mine. And hopefully okay, we'll cool get beans. JD back on by then. All so right. first contact, two characters of color. Yes. Yes. We've yes, got Aurora we and we've got Lily. First and contact. And we have. That's right. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, yeah. Wait First a minute. I'm what am I talking about? First contact. Yeah, yeah we're talking Yeah, we've no, got LeVar. No. We've, got, we've got LeVar. We've got Michael Dorn. And we've got Alfie Woodard. So we got three in this one. Three. We have three yes. named characters All right of color. Now. Mm-hmm. All right, now. Mm-hmm. Dialogue so that's, a, that's, that's a more point. than merely supportive. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Well, mm-hmm. yes. 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 Oh, my favorite when Worf told Picard, I could kill you where you stand if you were, <laughs> if you were, if you were any, any other man, man, I would kill you where kill you stand. You. That's where true. I mean, yeah, no, that's not exactly he supportive. It. He meant it. That wasn't exactly supportive, but. <laughs> well, it, well it no, they had the little makeup scene later, though. Yeah, but their dialogue was not merely supportive. Right, not merely supportive. That's right. So, right. you know, Wolf mm-hmm. was all up in his face. Yeah. And Alfrey was all up in his face. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Lots of times, even though, you know. LeVar was down on the planet doing what had to be done. Yeah. And he was in the other guy's face. <laughs> Zephyr? Yeah. He was in Zephyr's face. Yes. Yeah. So, all right. The black mm-hmm. people got it covered over here for uh, mm-hmm. first contact. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Have skills that contribute to the survival of the group. Yes. Oh. Yes. And yes. 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 All of them. All of that. All of, all of, all of them. All three of them. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wolf was keeping the ship clear of Borg. Jordy <laughs> would get in the uh the Phoenix up and up and into the space there and, and uh Alfie Wood was making sure that Picard got back on track. That's, That's right. right. Okay. Criminal records? None. No none. All righty. Positive Ooh, relationship with another character. Definitely. Yes. Yeah. Well Alfie sort of Alfie was a double-edged thing with she i think she was positive for for uh picard yeah. i really and definitely for for um jeff and cochran right yeah absolutely for jeff and cochran yeah and we know that like uh we know that jordy and wharf were had positive relationships with other characters you know? yeah right and and really wharf was definitely trying to tell picard what was happening here with the ship but he wasn't listening with the borg um yeah, so I would give that a yes. Basically, Alfie Wooded winning that one all by herself, winning that mm-hmm. point. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then at least uh, one is not a magical stock character. No, no magic. No. Alfie's not. All know, right. She's not magically saving the day. All right. Know. So we can say without question Woo-hoo. or doubt that Star Trek First Contact passes the Sci-Fi Sister Cultural Inclusion test. Yes, Woo-hoo! this is a positive. Yay! We love First Contact. Yes. Six, six out of six. Not six bad. Six. 
I feel right. like where do we go from here? Like, oh my gosh, you know, what a great start. <laughs> I don't know. That might be the winner of the I, whole thing. Okay. It's entirely content. it's entirely possible. All right. <laughs> so we're gonna go back to your first pick, Wrath of Khan. Oh man. Oh, everybody talking all kinds of smack about Wrath of Khan, but it's just a movie for black people in the STC. I don't know. I don't I know. I don't know. I think I think we got it. Can we count Ricardo? No, we can't count Ricardo. <laughs> no, we can't count Ricardo. We can't claim him. I'm going to claim him. I'm going to claim him. Ricardo Montalban. No. I wish, Lord knows, I wish we could. If we were doing, um, if this was um, the Dave Chappelle show and we were doing the race draft, we then, take, you know, we, we might be able to take trade. him. Yeah, yeah, we could trade, but, you know. But. Race draft. <laughs> but we are not Dave Chappelle, so we're going to stick so with the black people. Yeah. Okay, so Rathacon, who do we have in this one? Oh, no, this is going to win, girl. Come on now. We got Nichelle Nichols playing Lieutenant O'Hara, mm-hmm. and we yeah. have Paul Winfield. Paul, the amazing Paul Winfield. Playing when the walls fell. <laughs> before, before he was Shaka. <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> Before he all was right. Darmok, he was Captain Terrell. And okay. let's make sure we give him all his due. Um, he okay, was let's, nominated let's... for Best Actor, Best Actor of the Academy Awards in 1972 for Sounder. Sounder. He also is an Emmy winner himself. So, you know, this is another, you know, Oscar royalty coming in to visit the Star Trek cinema. Mm-hmm. And so now... This is Tamia's favorite show and favorite movie. And let's go ahead and apply our test. Okay. So two named characters of color. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we got, we got him. Captain Terrell, Lieutenant got, Horror. And the, uh, the guy that uh, played March, Kevin Rodney Sullivan. Yep. He, he was only there. there for yeah, a he minute. Was like in another obscure black person. But, but he was it. named. He was. He, he was, was in named. the credits. Yep. So we got that. So we got two named characters of color. Dialogue that is more than supportive of white characters. It's more, it's more, not merely supportive of white characters. I feel like that's how we should say that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Paul Winfield, yeah. definitely. Oh, my gosh. Come on now. Paul Winfield had it all by himself, you know. When he just gave that stuff up, when he ripped that bracelet off, <laughs> I cry every time. Oh, okay. So we got that. We have that. Gets, that. It gets another get point. Um, skill that contributes to the survival of the group. Well, Ahura has that bound. Oh, yeah. So did our unnamed guy. I mean, our named guy, March who only had a brief moment, but he had a skill. That's why he was on the ship. Okay. You know, (laughs) and Paul Winfield did, you know, even though absolutely, he absolutely had a skill. Yep. I mean, he was a captain. Okay. All right. So we've got three Three points. Three so far. So far that we know of. Nobody had a criminal record. Now, you know, the captain of the (laughs) the captain of the Grissom. (laughs) He did not have a criminal record. He had no criminal record. But that guy, March, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> no, we're going to say no criminal record. So we're going to count our that. Our two as... named people. <laughs> our two main people do not have a criminal record. Has a positive relationship with another character. Well. I would say that um, Captain Terrell and Chekhov. <laughs> right. Doing their, we're doing their hostage together. Even before they were brothers in arms in prison, right? Wow. Yes. You know, even before they had a good thing going. They were working really well together. And we know that Uhura has positive relationships with her shipmates and others. Right. And that, not a magical character. No, there is not a magical character. I do have an issue with this one. But it's What's not that? a magical character, but it's another trope. Unfortunately, is the black character sacrificing Sacrifice. themselves for the good of the white character. This is true. I was going to go there with you. Thank we you. have that. He did not survive. No. I mean, he literally bit that bullet. He took that bullet, you know? He did. But I would say that it fit the story. 
I don't think it was outside of the story. Like, you know, when it, when it happened, you didn't say like, oh, of course, they're going to kill the black man. You were like, oh, no, the captain is going to sacrifice himself. If, yes. I mean, that's that's in fairness. That is, you know. One way to look at it, then I'm like, well, Chekhov survived. <laughs> you know, couldn't, we, couldn't we figure out a way you know for the captain to survive like he's right. like no immediately like no i'm gonna just i'm done right. i'm Check dead off, beat it. he's dead jim he's dead all right so uh, are we giving this a qualifier no we're not giving it a qualifier because no, he wasn't a magical it, it, character no it was not a magical character according to our list as it stands because mm-hmm. we did not include that one important criteria about uh, black people sacrificing themselves, black characters sacrificing themselves, which like when we revise this, I really need to include that, uh-huh. okay. you know, because that's something we see all the time, all the time. So, but according to our list, as it stands, we've got six for six. So Wrath of Khan gets a six out of six. Yay! <laughs> all right. So I think just to be fair, because we've got one TOS crew getting a pass on the a sci-fi sister test and we have a next gen crew getting a pass on a sci-fi sister test i think i'm going to just have to apply this test to one of the kelvin movies to see if they make it as well you should yeah we should just because because uh we have jd back with us jd i want to ask you first before we go on and do that we've got her back from tech land problems and so jd the question was which one of the three crews is your favorite the tos crew who did the first six movies the next gen crew that did the next four or the kelvin crew who did the last three yeah it's gonna be aos it's gonna be tos aos alternate original series oh okay ah okay so you want to expound on that at all I like them better. No. <laughs> um, no, like that's 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 the first Star Trek I ever really watched. It's the first thing that got me interested in Star Trek. Other well well it got me interested in those movies. I so yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna give them credit. They did a lot of heavy lifting because to be fair, I had seen that one movie where Kirk and Bones goes to prison or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was never impressed with that. Never found Kirk that interesting. I I don't know. Like besides the reading Rainbow guy, what is TNG really offering? So you know what? I'm gonna give it to the new movies. All right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> I knew it too. Oh yeah, great! I love it. I love it. Okay, so which one is your favorite out of all of them? The third one. Is that beyond? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. (laughs) Like, I don't know. Like, I got to be more specific than that. (laughs) It's the third one. Okay. I don't know which one it is. (laughs) It's the one where they freaking blow up the Enterprise and they're on their planet. And there's like, um, there's a mystical icon things and all kinds of stuff is going on. There's a motorcycle. I mean, that's I a, that's I a good one. I do not remember the planet, uh, the Enterprise. No, the Enterprise was fine, wasn't it? I feel like the Enterprise was fine. We played the Beastie Boys in the Enterprise. Yeah, the the, the third one is the one with Idris Elba, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they they run. They, they, <laughs> that they, was they a do very a lot of, rough, a lot of yes, running around rough. chasing Idris Elba. Yeah. Chasing Idris Elba. Yes. Okay, so <laughs> What we're doing here, J.D., is we're applying our little test to each one of our favorites. So we're glad you came back on time to tell us that Kelvin is yours because we'd already picked the other two. And so, great. So um, we're going to apply this. What would you have done if I hadn't said uh, Kelvin? We were going to go there anyway. We would have done a Kelvin anyway. (laughs) (laughs) You just made us legit. Um, okay, so applying our test now to Star Trek Beyond, which is great because um, first question, are there at least two named characters of color? And we said of color here, but we do mean black. So we, yeah, we, we've been, we have, we're talking we black have, on this one. We mm-hmm. have Zoe and we have Idris. So, we, yeah. so, so Beyond gets a point for that. It's a point. All right. The dialogue is more than merely supportive of white characters. Ahura definitely in this one. Mm-hmm. Was was it no? Well, 
Technically, yes, because Uhura was paired off with Sulu. So it's a very technical yes. Okay. <laughs> like, he's not white. <laughs> but the dialogue was more than merely supportive of the. Well, it doesn't. It's technical. Yes, it's yeah. technically yes. <laughs> like, I'm not going to split hairs about it. Yeah. They got a point. <laughs> she was all upset about her necklace and everything. She was crazy. She was like the that Spock about the necklace. <laughs> Yeah, her gift, and then you know when they were captured. Yeah, no, Aurora had a lot to say in this one. Um, okay, they have skills that contribute to the survival of the group. Oh, definitely. Yeah, well, Aurora definitely does. Yeah, she got him out of there, didn't she? Well, who are these? We have other other. I'm sorry. Go ahead, JD. Uh, it's hard to say with Beyond because the thing is. Uh, that's the one where we get like the different group dynamics. So you got a hurl with Sulu and right. they're trapped with uh, your boy Idris. Right. Mm-hmm. Like they're they're part of the crew that is taken hostage. So. Yes. Can we do a half point? Like, we're, we're, we got like everyone's point. doing like three different things all at once. Yeah. <laughs> So are we going to allow the allot them a point for this? I'm giving a horror point. Yeah, man. Absolutely. Okay. All right. So we got three points for beyond thus far. All right. Here's where we're going to get into a little trouble. Does not have a criminal record. Technically, yes. Uhura never got in trouble. That was all Kirk's business. Well, and just secondly, no, 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 no. No, he didn't because he his ship wasn't it that his ship had like basically crashed because he had went a little crazy. Mm. So, yeah, he went crazy. Like, he, so he doesn't he, have he a was, criminal record yet. He yeah, exactly. He left and right. Star, but Starfleet didn't know about that at first, and he That's died true. before they could charge him. So, <laughs> true. Techni- technically, he did not have a criminal record. I mean, the 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 the, the, the he's the, the villain, list, but he doesn't have a villain, criminal record. But he doesn't have a criminal record. They have to get a point for that. Like, if we're technical about it, oh god, Fran, Fran, Fran is in protest. Fran is just in because, protest. <laughs> just because he's the villain, we wrote the list. He does not have a criminal record before he snaps and goes all bad guy. Yeah, because the thing is, it's like toward the end where you find out, oh, wow, he used to be a Starfleet captain and he's not just some random alien. So, you know, technically, Yo. come, on. Fine. <laughs> come on, come on, like, we, no we, we can't apply it that way because he's the villain of the movie. OK, all right, Fran, teach me. What are you thinking? <laughs> I'm thinking that he does have a criminal record. He does. He's been killing people for years and years and years. The lady, the lady with the black, with the, the lady, the lady with the blonde hair. Right. Has told all the atrocious things that he's done. So he does have a record of being a criminal. Okay. Are we convinced? No. See, you may be convinced, but I pulled up the Wikipedia. The okay. whole situation is basically he was a pre-Federation soldier and he rejected the Federation's principles. So he teamed up with the Zindi and the Romulans. Then him and his crew went through a wormhole. So technically no one called him into court. Oh, <laughs> uh, 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 no, now Wait, he's, oh, <laughs> I'm kind of siding with Fran, but okay, he doesn't have an official criminal record, but this dude is a criminal. He did like some he, criminal things. He did bad things. I ain't gonna argue that, but ain't I no see. one bring him to court. <laughs> there I, ain't no record. All right, well, we're gonna give him that point. Oh, there is a record. In protest. The, the girl, the girl did say there is a record. She told Scott, you know, you know what you call him, Montgomery Scott, all the atrocious things he's been doing. For years and years and years. So he's done criminal things for years and years and years. He didn't go to court because there was no court there to try him. They didn't. They couldn't catch his deed. No. Where's the court? He's the court. He was in charge. (laughs) Exactly. When you in charge, you get to make the rules. (laughs) 
I don't know. This is sounding pretty. This is pretty. I like, think, uh, like I said, this is a movie of technicalities. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I I'm with Fran on this one. This this is a criminal. He's a criminal. I I actually uh, have to agree with the other sisters that he is a criminal. Uh, you dis- didn't say that dis- he was a criminal. You said that he had a criminal record. That's just true. I mean, like we're looking at how we wrote this thing, oh, and we be, said don't have a criminal record. So right. I'm gonna give it a half listening. point. <laughs> I'm giving it a half yeah. point. I'm gonna give him. Yeah, you, you you give him one, and you give him the other one. But we're gonna be no, it's, it's a half a of a protest. point, and I'm the one who's keeping score. It's a half of a point under protest. Right. Has a positive relationship with other character Ahori, yes him no <laughs> yeah but Ahura does yeah Ahura does but yeah, not so, him so there we go we got we have we, we have we got we a have, black person a that has a mm-hmm. positive relationship yep yep and at least at least one is not a magical stock character see they're gonna win this because of Ahura well, True. they're not winning. I mean, they're, they're going to get that point. point because of a horror. No, they're a half a point behind. But um, they're, no, I'm saying they're going to yeah. get this point well, because is, of a horror. Is just magical? Yeah, he wasn't magical. No, there was nothing magical no, about him. So they have two non-magical Negroes. Right. And they even interact with each other. Right. So they get that point, honestly. Okay. So you're saying, but for the contested one point mm-hmm. of the criminal record, this pretty much passes. You got yeah. you got six out of you got at least five out of the six. It's it passes with the technicality. It has a five and a half it rating. The technicality. <laughs> Actually, it would have passed even without that point. It would still pass. Like it's got a five and a half at this moment, yeah, but it, it passes. still passes. Yeah. yeah. We're good. They did. We're they give actually, it a thumbs up. Got enough black people in there, even though one of them is kind of mm. the uh, now. The only thing I my problem with this movie is that this movie was advertised as having one of the hottest black stars in it. Had him sitting up there in the chair, doing all kinds of things, making us think that we're going to see some Idris in this film. And then you go ahead and do a Michael Dorn, LeVar Burton and put some stuff on his face. So I don't even know that's him or even that it is anybody black until the last 10 daggone minutes of the film. Well, that's my problem with this film. But other than that, <laughs> it could have been anybody under there. Yeah. And I mean, I think that, you know, those three films, like they're some of the some of the films in the STC are uh, do a great job um, by passing our test. Like the our test kind of the it's the bar is set kind of low you know like some of these films are, <laughs> as was the original Bechdel Wallace test we're not, right. we're not trying to make it a high bar could you just do some this of, much for a sister please <laughs> so some of them can pass the test with one you know or two characters and some of them pass the test with like many more than than the two well, I think the thing to say is Star Trek because of the nature of the crew where we do have black people in the crew is going to be able to pass this test or at least get a couple of these things in here. But, you know, I think one of the things I want to say about these movies is that they have a heavy reliance on the fact that they've got a LeVar or a Michael Dorn or Zoe in it, and they don't put anybody else in it. And one of the things I will say is, um, um, I sort of wonder sometimes just be serious for a moment you know, we're having a good time with all of this. And I know Star Trek is you know, part of my heart and I love it. And they've done a lot for black characters and black actors. All the black actors that I have seen that have come from the crew are still friendly and working with the studio. So, you know, there hasn't been any like, oh, my God, these people are horrible and they're walking off in distress. So we give Star Trek all that love. But one of the things I do worry about and I see sometimes is that there's this thing in Hollywood when you come to the movies, not the TV series, because I think the TV series stand head and shoulders above the movies when it comes to inclusion, Mm -hmm. um, is that Hollywood has this whole thing in their mind that black doesn't travel and that they don't want to put a lot of black characters front and center 
of a movie because they are afraid it is not going to bring back the gross receipts from worldwide distribution. And one of the first people that will tell you that's true is George Lucas. And you saw what happened in the Star Wars franchise. And, you know, he said right up when he was making that black movie, it was not one of the, it was not one of the Star Wars. He was making Red Tails. He said he could not get an investor to do Red Tails, which was the story of the Tuskegee Airmen of World War II, the black um, flying aces. He couldn't get any investors for that film for a long, long time because they kept telling him that black casts don't sell overseas. Right. And I don't think we've really cleared that bar until Black Panther and Chadwick Boseman. And so now we see how important that film is. And so I hope that when we come up with um, the next two Star Treks, we have more than than just relying on Zoe to pass this test. Absolutely. Is it going to be the Calvin? Uh, we don't know. Don't know. We don't know yet. But I, she. But I understand her point. Like yes, like that. We have more than just one or two representing uh, on main parts, main roles in the movie. You know, I feel like one of the um, like TNG movies. You know, they had Guinan. Yes. Let's get. Let's talk about that. They did. You know, they had Guinan and. They had Guinan, you know, Michael Dorn, Michael Dorn was, you know, representing as a Klingon, you know, so not really representing as a, as a black man, you no. know, he even, though all, Klingon, though. even though yeah, we, well, <laughs> oh, we all, yeah, we know he's a black Klingon, <laughs> we know he's a black Klingon, <laughs> he's a black Klingon, <laughs> so yes, we generations, isn't, so, you know, yeah, we do have generations, and, we have her in it, Whoopi. And we had Tim Russ and we had LeVar Burton and we had Michael Dorn. So generations had quite a few and they could definitely pass that test. Mm -hmm. So, you know, even though sometimes we kind of say, is Guinan character really not a magical? She's she's kind of magical. Sometimes she is. But her race, I I kind of excuse it. I think they, what do you all think? Do you think they wrote her that way so that her race would be a race of listeners? Because her race, her species is a species of listener. Yes. So so now that we have other Allurians, I will say she's not so magical to me. Right now. So we meet some more in generations. We see a whole, there's a shipload of them. I'm like, okay, so all of them have this thing. It wasn't just Guinan. But um, yeah, so. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I think that she really rides. I think at the time that she was written, um, I absolutely would have called her a magical Negro. Yeah. You know, absolutely. I don't think that, I mean, and I don't, I don't think that there's any way that you can look at that role and not say that, especially if we were watching it during the time it was out, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, she was, you know, but I don't care why practically they decided to make it that way, but she was the one who was always, you know, she seemed so prescient. She knew stuff. And, you know, she was the one who was guiding Picard's journey. You know, right. she was his, acted as his moral compass. And um, we get cast in that, in that role often, whether it be through a magical Negro stereotype or a nanny. You know, um, we often get cast in the role of playing the moral compass for the main white character. Hey. Yeah, because she even did that with Riker in Best of Both Worlds. Right. Like, you know, like our like our job here is to keep keep white people on track. You know, <laughs> you know? I have white friends that try to do like that. I'm like, oh, whoa, whoa, no, no. Um, so, you know, like I'm not white friends. My friends are my friends. And yes, we talk like friends. But like there's a woman in my office who tries to do that sometimes. I'm like, I don't know you like that. I don't know why you're looking at me. Well, let's hope that Picard brings Guinan into more of a flesh and blood Allurian and we see a little bit more of her. I mean, we did get to see, you know, some of her story, which is the, the one thing you can do to stop that trope is to give me more background and to give me her in some other way. So they did talk about her, you know, her father. She mentioned her father. She mentioned she was married. She gave us some more information in a couple of episodes and in this movie. But um, I hope that there would be more to her in Picard. I'm very anxious to see 
what's going to happen there. And I would love to get the backstory about her and Q. Uh-huh. Yeah, I really want to see that one day. I want to know that. Yeah, I think and I know we're not talking about it, but I think it's going to come up in Picard. I do. I think. Yeah, I think they're going to they, they got the two of them in there. We got to find out what that was all about. What all that. Yeah. OK, so we've got our three favorite movies or our represent our representatives of each one of these. We've got Wrath of Khan. We've got first contact and we have star trek beyond and so it's funny too because i think we picked the best the biggest money makers yeah oh, that's funny well they, they, there's a reason why they're the biggest money makers <laughs> we love them. yeah but i just want to point out that if you want to really look at which movie gave you the most bang for its buck it's definitely let me guess can i <laughs> this one what what is it she said beyond. No, I'm going to guess. Beyond gave you the most money. Yes. It was also Did the they? most friggin' expensive. I thought they made the less money of the three movies. Uh, oh, no, I'm sorry. Into Darkness made the most money. You're right. Oh, it, was the least, it was the least money of the three movies. But you asked for the bang for most bang, bang for, your, for buck. your buck when it comes to um, yeah. representation. No, when you talk about how much of the movie costs and how much oh, of the movie makes. Because I was going to say when it comes to representation, I was going to say The Voyage Home. Voyage Home had a lot of Voyage star Home, power. We have to talk a about black that movie star for power. A Yeah, but the movie that made the most money mm, overall, uh, relatively speaking, I mean, it cost $11 million to make. It was Wrath of Khan. cost $11 million and brought back 78. Mm. So 700 percent return ain't no movie beating that so um yeah so the voyage home had a lot of people in it and then one of the most interesting admirals in brock peters admiral cartwright who i think is the only one who reprises his role in another movie we see we see admirals come and go in star trek that's right and Robert Hook's trouble man himself was playing Admiral Morrow in Search for Spock, but we never see him again. Mm-hmm. But here we have Admiral Cartwright, and I think this is the first time we see Admiral Cartwright and his Brock Peters, who is also, you, you know him from Soiling Green, Carmen Jones, Killer Mockingbird, and we know him as Joe Sisko in Deep Space Nine. Yeah, That's right. That's yeah. right. But, but here he is playing. This is his first Star Trek appearance as Admiral Cartwright, who said the incredible line, get him back, get him back. <laughs> <laughs> I love it when he's just screaming into that camera. He's going to get Kirk back because Kirk is telling us how he's going to save the universe again. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but we also have in there Madge Sinclair. Madge Sinclair, yes. And yes. she, too, makes another appearance after this movie. She comes back in Next Gen as Jordy's mom. I know, mm-hmm. but then she then she's dead. So yeah. and and in this movie she doesn't die, right? She comes back. She gets so, so she survives, and so does Brock. Now I I noticed, and I don't I know maybe I'm stating I'm being miss obvious here that Star <laughs> Trek tends to people that they like they tend to use over and over again. Yeah, like you Jim know. Russ. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, you know, they tend to, mm-hmm. you know, use. They, they, they can recycle some actors. Yeah, they do. So, I just um, wanted, yeah, I think that's true. And I think that's, um, I think it's kind of good. But I like the fact that Brock Peters does come back again as uh, Admiral Cartwright. He's playing that role again. But of course, mm-hmm. he takes a turn. Yeah, he takes a little turn. Yeah, you know, he's an admiral. He can't help it. He's a bad admiral. Yeah, he turned, he turned into a bad admiral. You know, but I like that, too. Honestly, you look at you look at Paul Winfield. Okay, he played in, um, you know, the Rafa Khan and he played one of the most highly thought of episodes on TNG. Yeah, they bring him back. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, so um, I, I like the way they do that. So does that mean we get Idris again? Can we get? Can we Wouldn't that be nice? We need maybe him in, without so much makeup. Please, could he come back for Picard or maybe you know Strange New Worlds? Anything, please. 
One thing I do notice, Akiva Goldsman, we know you. We know you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> we want Idris. We got to give him a redo Idris, without the makeup. Yeah. So, do we want to say anything about the Final Frontier? No. No. <laughs> no. I think it's the best movie ever. How dare y'all? The front, the front. Okay, wait a minute. Hold on. Let me make sure I'm thinking about the same one. I do not this condone the opinions of this podcast anymore. I quit. <laughs> <laughs> the final frontier. Is that the one where they were looking for God? Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What does God need with a spaceship? <laughs> like, huh? Look, they have great lines. It is no worse than the original series. I don't care what y'all people say. No, you actually great lines. You're you're absolutely right about that, JD. And it had some great scenes. There were, I think, the scene where Cyborg was showing them their pain. Those oh, were yeah. some really great scenes. But uh, uh, my favorite is Kirk saying, "No." I don't want to. I want to keep my pain. I need my pain. (laughs) I saw that movie once, guys, and I have not looked at it again. And I have kind of erased it from my my mo- my memory i well can't. we're here to bring it back yeah, okay. <laughs> beautiful movie like the ending and the beginning don't really make sense i don't know what we were doing on the campfire but it's cute and everyone gets free therapy except kirk who really right? needs free therapy who needs <laughs> refuses his therapy who needs it <laughs> well you know what you know why I, what i chalk that up to Kirk saw himself get split into meek and evil. And he said, I need my pain. He knew it. He knew it. he's like, no, no, no. I saw the split. I need my pain. <laughs> Sometimes you need therapy. Sometimes you need it badly. No joke. He did not want it. He just threw it right in that man's face. Especially like, like, especially at that point, Kirk needed therapy. You just lost your son. You just went through this whole thing where you thought you lost your best friend. Then he came back and you just had to go through it. And you just brought a girl back from the eighties. And I don't know what happened with that relationship, but did not seem to go well. (laughs) Not at all. He needs to be sitting in a laying on a couch, sitting in a chair somewhere across from a therapist. And and this movie reminds me of one thing that they did in several of these TOS movies is that they brought something from the TV series that we saw in the series back into the movie. And that having to get a ship that could make it through the Great Barrier, we saw that with Rojan and those people that turned them into the little cubes. Remember, they they stole the Enterprise because the Enterprise was the only ship that they could get through the barrier. And here they are again, trying to get through the barrier. And even, you know, the very first movie, the motion picture, we have Vija, which is definitely Nomad. Right. And then in the second movie, of course, we just bring back Khan altogether. We ain't even trying to say this is a guy. So um, I just like that, that they would bring these little things back from the series because as soon as they said they were trying to make it through the barrier i was like oh man the enterprise has already been through there once yeah yep (laughs) was juhura the only black person in uh the final frontier yes that's another reason why like "Hmm, final frontier final schmontier (laughs) and i have here in my notes and i'm okay with that (laughs) <laughs> we don't want anybody else attached don't bring anybody <laughs> else don't bring it. anybody else down <laughs> but i i do want to say for just one minute because i was saying earlier that i love i'm starting to really love search for spock and that has a couple of other people in it besides trouble man um played by robert hook robert hook um admiral morrow it had Phil Morris, who was playing Trainee Foster. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's Greg Morris's son from the original TV series Mission Impossible. And he also starred in, well, he didn't star, but he was one of the little kids in the TOS. Yeah. He was one of the little kids in the TOS series, Miri, that episode. That's right. So he got brought back, too. There's Dude, another he thing. did. <laughs> he did. From the original one. to the movies. Yep, he, he was. He did. And my other brother that I love so much in this Star Trek movie, Search for Spock, is Conroy 
Gideon, who played the Starfleet security officer in the bar. Oh, he was great. Who gets <laughs> Dr. McCoy. Your yeah. voice is carrying, Doctor. <laughs> He's like, who are And we you? never see him again, but he was fine. And that guy was in a lot of movies. He was in Dallas, TV shows all over the place in the 80s. But um, he was really hot in the 80s when he did this movie. So just remember, that's him, Conroy. Conroy, if you're listening, baby, I still love you. <laughs> he actually was he actually was somebody that um um what was the, the other thing he was in that was really he made another movie that was really famous but he, he just reminds me so much of um he kind of reminds me of michael dorn a little bit when michael dorn doesn't have all his stuff on his face you think yeah i didn't get that anyway and then i do want to give a shout out to undiscovered country even though i thought iman was definitely wasted Iman was completely wasted. You know, like, I mean, I don't, oh, God. Uh, yeah, I mean, no. they had Iman, you know, she's so eccentric and like just her and she's just a presence in and of herself. Like, wow. You know, I mean, I'm not saying that she's a great actress or anything. Don't get me wrong, because she's not, you know, but she's just like, she just brings all of her herself. Herself. Which is enough. Jesus, that woman was amazing. Like, oh my God. Could you imagine? You know, if they had gotten Grace Jones to do that role, it would have been a totally. Wouldn't, no, that, that's been, a wouldn't that have been dope? Wouldn't that? Oh, yeah. That would have been dope. That would have been all right. She would now, have been an exotic, beautiful alien. Mm hmm. <laughs> no, with no makeup. I love, I love her. But in warm letter that. That was I'm my sorry. favorite song. Yep, in I said, warm leatherette. In warm leatherette. <laughs> <laughs> so one thing I do want to say about the Star Trek um, or this STC is that um, I would like to see another thing we were just talking about, you know, Black Don't Travel, and let's have a little bit more than Zoe in the upcoming film. Maybe since the TV shows have already done it, I'd like to see somebody behind the camera. That's where we need to go. We've had Frakes. That's in the director. Yeah, Frakes is directed. I don't know what's wrong with you know Lavar. Yeah, mm-hmm. Lavar. Mm-hmm. he's directed. I mean, he has directed episodes. That, yeah, mm-hmm. it would be awesome if he could direct, or even or anybody. Like, I would love to see. I would love to see more representation. I know, and I think we're getting that soon. I think so too. Mm-hmm. I what think about the sister that directed? Um, the first three episodes of uh, L. Culpepper. That's it. Yeah. What about her? She could do it, too. She could do it. But, um, you know, we got J.J. coming back and I forget who the other person is, but it's the first movie. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. If, you, if y'all can see my face, it's like, whatever. <laughs> I don't care. But J.D., <laughs> are you happy that J.J. might be doing another movie? Oh, God, no. Okay. Oh, I thought he was gonna. Oh God, no! <laughs> well, he said, and he said this on um, I can't think of it, one of the late night talk shows. He, he was he Daily started show. off. I know y'all. Thank the you. Daily Show. He, okay. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a fan of you know Star Trek, and he kept talking and talking. talking. We could tell and when he finally stopped. The guy said. I haven't heard a thing after you said you were not a Star Trek fan. Thank you. The audience, yeah. You know, the audience was like, yay! You know, you like, know, I will say regarding JJ and that interview, that was the start of it because he, he was saying like when he first got, when he did the first movie, he wasn't a fan. And mm-hmm. like any fan, he then started watching it and he got really into it and that's how we got into darkness because mm. he, he went too deep. Yeah, 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 yeah. Too deep. Uh huh. And Into Darkness has a few. You know, they got a few um, black people on the crew in Into Darkness. Yeah, sister with the bald head, with the short hair, Aisha Hines, navigation officer. I was like, all right, now. But they they got a few people in Into Darkness. Into Darkness. I just couldn't get with you know, and I like they whitewash con. I couldn't believe they did that. Yeah, yeah, that was like, that was what killed me about. I don't darkness. understand. Now, I mean, here, mm-hmm. here's what I'm saying about worldwide Sickening. market. And Why right. would you not put an Indian actor in that mm-hmm. role if mm-hmm. you're going to 
Send this movie right. around. Hi, Bollywood. Come on, like Bollywood there's a ton of, of people. Don't tell me you couldn't that. find anybody because you know with no talent. Oh Come my on. god, I was hoping for some. I mean, I mean, I love Benedict Cumberbatch. But not not in that. I mean, I was mad as hell about that. And I think, oh, I was mad. And I think that like if that had come about like today, he probably would have stepped down and not taken that role. He should have stepped down when he he should have stepped down then. But I'm saying that the climate now is different. Even now, even I mean, yeah, that's. Yeah, yeah, well, I mean, this is come on. That's eight years. Yeah, I will, mm-hmm. I will say for for Benedict, uh, I understand why he didn't step down at that point, because uh-huh. he, he was big from Sherlock. No, he was yep. big from Sherlock. And that was right. his first like big Hollywood film. Absolutely. Right. So he just saw it come up. Right. He saw a good role, you know, and, and it's not like, you know, I mean, honestly, it's unfair for me to say, don't get your money. You know, don't keep growing. Don't take the role. I'm just saying, like, it, it made me hot. That, I mean, that was I'm an not executive mad at him. Pre- I'm mad no. at, you know, like, exactly. Alex and people. I'm Alex mad Kurtzman at, was sitting right there at the time. He's I'm mad this. at the executives who made the, that ultimate decision. Yeah. Okay. Because them. now we just saw in Star Trek Day in the trailer, they've got a young woman that is playing sound like a relative. A descendant, a descendant of Khan. Or just a random person of Indian descent who happens to have the same last name, whichever seems be. more logical. Could it be. could be. You don't Wait, know. You know what the woman are. in the trailer? No, she, they, she gave her name. No, she no. Said, like, no, he said no. she's saying a random the same name. Oh, yeah. We don't know yet. She's Asian. She's Asian. So I'm glad that they've come back around and, you know, don't give me don't give me any more of that crap. Yeah, don't do that again. Please. Don't do that. <laughs> All right, so we've decided that we've got three movies out of each one of the generations that can pass the sci-fi sister test. We're very happy to say. What? What? You want to come again with that? I meant this. I, I, I meant I said what I said. I said we, what we have no idea. We didn't understand what you, what you said. I got what I you know, said. She's I'm still in... complaining about Beyond. Yeah. Ignore her. Yeah, I am. I am. All I heard I was saying, friend. Okay, thank God, one of us did. I was, I was trying to be, you know, disruptive, and that makes sense. That I meant, yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. oh well, we did that well. <laughs> I was trying to speak English. It worked. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got our three movies that could at least get five and a half or above. How about that? Five and a half or above. Yeah. Five and a half mm-hmm. or above. We're gonna give the whole the whole franchise, you know, STC. We're gonna give it a thumbs up. We're gonna give it a sci-fi sister thumbs up for trying. We're gonna give it an A for effort. But I think there's a few things give that they could B work plus. On. B plus. Well, it it doesn't get a, a sci-fi sister's coveted three snaps in a circle. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it only give gets it a, effort. Gets Gets the thumbs up for effort. Okay, yeah. I do the thumbs up. I yeah. I go along with compared that. Compared to the DC franchise, um, compared to the Star Wars franchise, I think they're definitely doing better. Marvel, no, no, no. And I think that, like you know, we need to look at the time in which a lot of these movies were made and sure. produced. They were far ahead of the curve. Absolutely. You know, like according to today's standards, we look at it and we go, oh. I don't know, you know, what have you done for me lately? You don't look so good. But when they when these movies were released, they, the black people that they had prominently placed in the roles that they had was absolutely revolutionary. We did not have that, that going. Most of the black people were in the original movies, <laughs> which were from the 80s. Right. You know, uh, we're kind of like going backwards over here. I don't know. So, you know, right. I, like I said, I mean, they're heavily relying on one black person or two and I know they're building up that person's role, but, you know, I, I would like to see more than just like an occasional passerby in the crew. This know, is one know. of those times when I kind of miss Roddenberry, Gene Roddenberry being alive, True. you know, True. because, um, you know, that what, what we experienced in the 80s movies, uh, that was definitely his influence. You can see how brave he was. Mm-hmm. And people say a lot of things now in hindsight about why this and why that. But, you know, when you were up against the mindset of studio heads back in his time, mm. 
Right. Come on. Right. So a black woman and an Asian on the bridge. Come on. And And in the movies. And, you know, come on. That's that's big. So we're going to say that the Star Trek cinema, Star Trek cinema is doing all right. But we've got some work to do. We're hoping that the next two movies do that work. And if you guys want to talk to us about doing this work, what your comments are, what you think that uh, which movies pass your test. And um, if we came up with some good judgments on these movies, you can let us know at sci-fi sisters.com. You can leave us an email. You can join our groups on Facebook, uh, the mothership and the sci-fi sisters book club, M U T H A S H I P. That's the mothership on Facebook. And we are sci-fi dot sisters on Instagram. Uh, and that's and sci-fi sisters is spelled S Y F Y S I S T A S. And as well, you can also find us on the Trek geeks podcast network, because as I neglected to say at the top of the show, we are a proud member of the Trek geeks podcast network. And we are so happy to be in that family with the best of the best over there on Trek geeks. And so check out trekgeeks.com or get the Trek geeks app. And you can find all of our shows on there, plus exclusive content. Did I miss anything? Did I leave anything out? Dose, dose, dose. Oh, yeah. The baddest engineer in the galaxy. His name is Dose. Dose, the anonymous one. And you can, if you need uh, music, he is responsible for all of our music on our show. Or if you need engineering services, check him out at dose, the anonymous one at gmail.com. That's D O S T H E A N O N Y M O U S, the number one at gmail.com. Thanks for letting us take over the airwaves, trekmovie.com. Sabrina, you have a final thought? No, it was just great. It's been fun. I can't wait to talk to our friends over at trekmovie.com and see what they think about our show. <laughs> and can't wait to read more about the movies that are coming out. I'm so excited. Two new Trek movies. Yay. We know you guys are going to have all the scoop, trekmovie.com. So you guys, if you want the latest Trek news that's happening, check out trekmovie.com. They have great articles and they always have a lot of insight. And we're so happy to be uh, hanging out with them today on their airwaves. And we love you all. And thank you so much for listening. I'm going to say peace, love, and hair grease. Bye-bye. Later, guys. <laughs>